Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, everybody. How we doing, North? Everybody good? Good morning. Everybody online. Hey, let's welcome those on the plaza that are linking in right now. One big family of faith joining in this Sunday. And how about the men watching in Lansing Correctional Facility? Come on, we just celebrate that we're all connected together. And I get the huge opportunity to get to speak with my better half. How's my girl doing today? I'm doing great. All right, I'm excited love it. to be up here with you. Well, I love having you here with me. And we're going to do a little bit of a different format. How many have enjoyed this series? It is well. We've been speaking about overcoming the struggles of our soul, walking in healthy emotional health, letting God heal our inside world. And listen, I'm going to have a little talking over with that, but I want to celebrate one beautiful thing uh, that happened this week at the Hillsong Kids Camp. Uh, we saw 20 kids give their heart to Jesus. It's pretty amazing. Come on, that's amazing. That's worth celebrating. And uh, let's pray for a moment and just let God do what he wants to do. Uh, I think through this series and season of sermons, I think so many things have been awakened or opened. Our eyes have been revealed to what's really going on in the status of our soul. And I believe God's going to do a healing work. Maybe for you, it's just the next step you're called to take or some clarity of what that looks like. But I believe the Holy Spirit is going to lead you into the path of peace. He's going to restore some things that have been broken, and he's going to take you further on the journey to the fullness of the calling he has for you. Would you believe that with me? Can we pray? Come on, everybody, even those online, let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for how good you are in a world that has gone so wrong and has its effects on our heart, our mind, and our soul. You are still so good, so faithful, just, and ready to reveal and heal everything that's going on in our inside world. So we take the next few moments to listen to what heaven wants to say to every one of our hearts. Lord, we thank you that you are faithful to finish what you begin. So take us closer to you and restore us from the inside out in the mighty name of Jesus. Can we have an amen? Amen. Hey, you can grab your seats. Awesome. Well, we are doing a little bit of what we're just calling a talk it over. We're going to talk over some of the things that we've been uncovering and walking through for the last few weekends together. And, um, and really, we kind of labeled it to talk it over. We're coming out of It Is Well, how to have a satisfied soul in a struggling world. And then we're moving into a season there. They really, they work hand in hand with each other. It's called Brighter Days, that we're believing that God's getting us out of our broken places and into wide open spaces. In other words, he might have shown us some struggles that are going on in our soul, but he's actually leading us to that, that place where we're walking beside still waters, to where there's an abundance of joy, where there used to be places of brokenness. And we're just getting fresh vision for our future. We've looked inside and we've looked back. Now we are looking to him and where he's wanting to take us in our very near future. We're just here to declare there are brighter days in store for you. Do you believe that? That God is taking you to somewhere, taking us as a church on a journey somewhere greater to wide open spaces. So good. Are you ready for brighter days? Yeah, me. I am. Do you believe that God has brighter days for you? We believe that. We believe as we're wrapping up that 
series. It's not just a series, actually. It's actually discipleship. Yeah, it's good. Moving from, and I absolutely, not just to praise my husband on the platform. No, go right ahead. It's great. <laughs> we got a lot. We got 30 minutes, so. And they, the, the messages have been incredible, haven't they? Absolutely incredible. And we have heard so many stories of God really going to work um, in people's hearts and lives. And so we want to just say well done because so many of you are having the courage to look a little deeper so that God can do a deeper work. And that in a consumer world is not always the easiest path to take, but it is the path of maturity. And so it's not just like a season that we're in that we say, hey, there's no way to be spiritually mature without being emotionally mature. And none of us are completely 100% emotionally mature. We're all growing. We're all developing. Church family is not a place for perfect people that have had their lives all together their whole life. It's the gospel of grace that because of Jesus and because of the cross, there is nothing that God cannot heal. There is no place that you can totally lose hope over and God cannot go to work. So we've talked about how to really grow in our emotional maturity so that we can bear the fruit of spiritual maturity. So we've talked about forgiveness. We've talked about boundaries. We've talked about all kinds of things, how to really take our generational, last week, that was so good, our generational pains when surrendered over to God with honesty and humility. God jumpstarts a process and he takes our generational pains and he turns them into generational gains. Come on, that's called creating new legacy. That's called building something new in your heart, in your home, in your marriage, in your family, and in the bright future that God has for you. So last week, we just put out the, the feelers, whether you got it on a card on your seat or even those online, you could text it in. What questions do you have or where do you need more clarity when it comes to anything that we've touched on in the last five, six weeks of It Is Well? And I was actually overwhelmed with how many people sent in their questions, uh, which to me speaks to the fact that every single one of us have some deficits in our inside world and are wanting God to go to work in those places. Now, if we tried to handle every question that came in, we would be here till 4th of July and you'd all want to be set free from church. Uh, So what I did was I took some of the themes that I saw and some of the questions that best represented uh, different things that just came in uh, in a higher amount than the others. And a lot of questions that came in really didn't deal with heart, soul, and emotional things. And they were very valid and crucial conversations that we need to have. I will get to those later in the summer. But we just wanted to touch on a few things that people are saying, hey, I need more clarity, not just the inspiration or motivation in the moment of a message. How do I actually walk this out? What does it look like practically to participate with God's truth so that it could transform my life and keep me going further on the journey of being healthy and becoming more like Jesus myself. So I'm going to start first. Are you ready? I'm going to give you question number one. You ready to handle it? Yes. Yes. You need your microphone. Let's go. Drum roll. Question number one. No, we don't want that. Was this. You (laughs) said the desert isn't my destination, but I feel like I've been living here 
for years. I'm having trouble believing that my destiny takes me out of this desert. Any advice for someone who has been here for so long? We're diving deep. Going deep. We're jumping in. Trust me, that is not even close to some of the depth of these questions. (laughs) Plaza, how are we doing? Hope you're doing good on the Plaza North. Can we all breathe? Are you ready to grow? Are you ready to God for God to speak? Well, I think that when we talk about it, the desert, let's just take a pull, Plaza North, that Lansing. Who has ever felt like you've been in a desert? Who have, who's ever felt like you keep circling the desert? Like the desert is a reoccurring theme. I think the truth is everybody has felt like that from one time or another to, to one degree or another. So it's okay to admit that. It's okay to admit that there, you feel like, man, this, the desert seems like something that is reoccurring in my life. But what we want to encourage you, and this is a personal decision and choice that you have to make, is that the desert is not your destiny. Some of you, you might feel like it, but Liz, but Liz, but Kyle, I feel like I'm here again. I want to say this. The desert is not the destination that God has for your life. The desert is part of the journey of faith. The desert is part of the seasons that we walk through. We don't get to control everything that happens to us. We don't get to control all the things in the timeline of our life. But I just want to say to you to take, to take hope and also to make a decision and a declaration over your life and your family and your home that the desert is not your destination. See, sometimes, write this down, sometimes what is an internal test, because that's what's happening in the desert, it's an internal test, but it's actually oftentimes an eternal test. God's actually teaching us to be kingdom-minded people that know how to bring heaven to earth, that don't just look the part, we are the part, that we're growing past some immature places in our life and growing into some uh, spiritually mature places in our life so we're not just consumers anymore, but we are contributors and we have not only tests, but let me tell you this, we have a testimony in our lives. And one thing that I have learned with walking with Jesus is that you come to a place, when you first start coming to church, you probably have something you're trying to get fixed. You're like, I have this need and I need a answer and I hear church might solve that problem. Well, then you get around real people and real people with real problems equals messes. And then all of a sudden we get the opportunity for doubt and deconstruction to totally take over our life and our landscape begins to tell us who our God is instead of taking who our God is and telling us who our lands, the landscape of our life. No, speak to the mountain. You're going to have to be moved. The Bible says we have the authority to do that. And so we get in here, but the more you walk with Jesus, and that's okay to come in to church like that. It's okay to have needs in your life and look look for them to be met. Jesus is the miraculous need meter. That's what he does. It's who he is. But then you keep journeying with Jesus past a couple hiccups past a few hurts, past a few situations, and then all of a sudden, you're not here for what 
people can do for you. You're here because you have fallen in love with Jesus. And your relationship with Jesus is more important. Walking hand in hand with Jesus is more important than any outcome that he can do for you. So when you're in the desert, that is when your greatest development is happening. In the desert, if we could just redefine and reframe, it's when gold is being produced inside of you. That the testing of our faith, the Bible says, it's actually greater than anything the world can offer. But to live that out, that's no joke, right? Like, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to believe when you do not see. And if you find yourself there today, that's a real space. And that's why we need each other. The goal of church is discipleship, to look more like Jesus, to walk more like Jesus, to talk more like Jesus, and to act more like Jesus, to truly bring heaven to earth, to bring hope to the hurting, and then to bring people that no longer are hurting. Now they've got so much hope, they can give that hope away, right? That is what this thing is all about. So I just want to ask you a couple questions, because you often find these things in the desert. And I just want to say and speak from my heart, which I will do often today, is I've been in the desert in life. And the desert is a real place. And oftentimes where you stay in the desert round and round, there is a generational pain that needs to be broken. And until you break that generational pain, you won't actually move into the generational gain. And when you begin to move from pain to gain, it's not just about give me, give me, give me. It's actually about the glory of God, right? Because man is the glory of God according to scripture. And so when you're moving from that, man, sometimes there is such a process there. So I do want to encourage a heart today to stick with the process. Fall in love with Jesus. Don't look for the shortcuts. Wrestle with calling until clarity comes. God is not, I've preached it so many times, but God is not afraid of your wrestle with him. It is in the wrestle that you find clarity. It is in the wrestle that you find calling. It is in the wrestle that idols come down. It is in the wrestle that you get, that purpose is found. And so a couple questions about when you're in the desert is, who am I? And I'm big about self-examination before outward blame. If you blame, you stay the same. So you might as well look at yourself and say, God, work in me. So who am I when I don't get what I want? Wow. That is an emotional maturity test. Not who am I when I have everything I want. When everybody pleases me, when everybody says everything I want to say, gives me everything I want, you know, no. Who am I when I don't get what I want? That is an emotional maturity test. Who am I when things are unfair? Who in here would say life has been unfair at times? We all have. Life is not, we don't all get given exactly the same things. We don't all start from the exact same place in life. Who am I when things are unfair? That is an emotional maturity test. Yes, I'm wrapping up. (laughs) Marriage, let's just get real, right? Who am I? 
when I have to lead and serve, and let me just say this, if you're a believer, you are a servant leader. If you are married, you are a servant leader. If you are a parent, you are a servant leader. If your platform is your everyday life or a bigger stage, it doesn't matter. As believers, we are servant leaders. If you're an employer, employee, we are servant leaders. So who am I when I have to lead and serve and it costs me what I thought I wanted? When I, to do the right thing and to lead others means I have to deny myself. Does that sound familiar? Pick up my and follow Jesus. Sometimes we think that life is the desert and that life is actually our calling. Oh, wow. Okay. Thanks, God. Maybe there's places that that actually is the promised land that is producing the biggest purpose in you, refining you, defining you, making you look more like Jesus. Because I just want to say, brighter days are ahead. Prophetic days for you are ahead. God is not done with you. Don't settle if you've been hopeless in the desert. Don't settle there. It's not your destination. God is not done with you. And clarity is coming. He's bringing friends of your future to encourage you, to champion you, and to cheer you on, just to keep stepping a day at a time, a step at a time, building track records of faithfulness right into the future that God has for your life. You know, the delays in the desert, what I've come to find over the years of um, man, my own journey and walking with God in places where I feel dry or I'm frustrated for the thing that hasn't arrived yet. Um, but what I've seen also in just other believers' lives over the leadership of this church for the last decade, the longer the delay, normally the greater the development and you wouldn't at the end, you would trade anything, give anything to get out of it in the moment. But what you actually get out of that season that maybe even feels like miserable is so valuable that at the end goal of what God developed in you, you would not trade to have shortcutted through that desert season. Because in the desert, like you said, you actually learn to fall more in love with Jesus. You learn that he's enough. Uh, and you learn some things about yourself, some things that you thought that you needed that you didn't actually need because you find that God is your great need meter. I would say this, if you find yourself in a dry season and you feel like I'm here again, and when is this delay going to be over? Well, God's into your development, but there's always something that I think will fuel you up to keep moving forward, like puts gas in your tank when you're driving down that wilderness road, and that's gratitude. There's always something to still be grateful for. And I see it in the lives of the people that have been committed and plugged into this church family, this community of faith for the last several years. Those that have something to be grateful for are those that have a perspective of how good God has already been to them. Yes, maybe this seems like a delay and I feel like I'm still in a dry place, but if I can actually just look back on the journey God's already brought me out of and where I am today, it is so much better than my yesterday. And that should give you hope for the future. The God who brought you this far will not leave you wandering in the wilderness. He will walk you in to your future. Gratitude and even be like King David who, who just declared, uh, Lord, just return unto me the joy of my salvation. In other words, if that's the, the, the baseline for God's blessing in my life, that's more than enough. 
if I know that I am saved, something I could never do for myself, I have a perspective that is grateful for what God is doing in me. But I promise you this, your desert season is not for forever. It is for your development, and you're going to like what you get on the other end. And I think as Liz said, he maybe asked some real questions. So who am I if I don't get what I want? Is God still enough? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 37, you need to persevere so that after you have done the will of God, So you're not just walking aimlessly through the desert. You're trying to develop the will of God, obedience to the will of God, even in dry places. You will receive what he promised. And then he says, for in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. In other words, it will come. Now, what's the little while of God is always a whole lot longer than I want. I know I'm not alone in that. The the development season always takes a little bit more out of me than I desire. But he is coming to show show you the way through. And he will not delay. It will actually be right on time. Because again, this is not just an internal test. This is an eternal test. He's actually wanting to develop you for destiny, something so much greater than solving the issue in the moment. He's trying to secure you for who he's called you to be in the long run. And I do think in the desert, it's pretty quiet. It's a place where you can actually hear the voice of heaven in your life. Instead of trying just to cry out or cry about all that's not happening, it's a great opportunity to listen to what God wants to say to you. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. And some of you have been stuck in the desert of development or the delays in the wilderness for a long time because God is just wanting you to tune into him. Yes, we need friends, and yes, we we believe heavily in counseling and encouragement from a biblical viewpoint, but you need to learn to hear the voice of God, and that's sometimes why it takes you to the desert, so you can tune into that frequency of destiny for your life and learn to follow it from that day forward. That's so good. I love that. Well, I have a question for you. Bring it. Um, Question number two. How do I focus on improving and owning my mistakes without letting my mistakes identify me. Yeah, we've all been there. Um, where maybe it's a, a big blow up that you have or even a reoccurring cycle of struggle that you've been in. Um, after a while, it just feels like home. This is just who I am. I keep going down the same broken road in my life. Or I cannot seem to shake off the dust of yesterday. Um, first and foremost... This, has a, this is an identity issue. I'm identifying with my delinquencies or my mistakes. As a believer, you are no longer of this world. You are a citizen of heaven here on the earth, which means you have a new identity. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's a gift you can't give to yourself. That's only something you can receive from what Jesus has done on the cross. That means you're a son or a daughter of God. So you're not your mistakes. You belong to God. So we will still make mistakes in this room on the plaza online right now. Are tons of sons and daughters of God that still have struggles and get stuck in seasons. We all do. But we have to learn how to mature in our faith with our real identity that it is not in what we do, it's been what has been done for us. Now, with that understanding that we're not our mistakes, we also have to grow and mature, because again, that's called being a disciple. We're called to look 
more like Jesus. So where we've taken shortcuts in life, where we've had anger or rage, where we've had lust or lying, gossip, whatever, maybe an addiction or cycle of sin in your life. Yes, that you can own that that happened, but that is not who you are. I mean, really quick doctrine theology is we we come to God and we say, God, forgive me. I think if you've had to pray that prayer 25 times because you've made the same mistake 25 times, uh, there might not be some authenticity in that prayer. You're just doing it because you know you need to do it. I would really have a face-to-face, heart-to-heart encounter with God and say, God, I, I know this is not of you and not for me. Would you please forgive me? And we know that he's always faithful and just to forgive. So we have this righteousness. It's this gift from Jesus. Then I would forgive yourself. That's something we don't talk about enough. I would quit beating myself up because if the God who is perfect has forgiven imperfect me, why am I still allowing this condemnation to live in my life? I actually want to speak about that a little bit next week. Why am I allowing this to become uh, my mindset? And so, and from that place where you forgive yourself, you also rally other people in the family around you. Not that you go bleed on every single person, but you find a faithful believer or two, probably someone more mature in the faith or been following Jesus longer and farther than you have. And you said, hey, I've been in this cycle. I've been in this issue. I've been in this struggle. I feel like it's defining me, but I want to walk in freedom. Would you pray with me? And a passage we share all the time here, God forgives, but it's in prayer and community with others that God heals. We actually need each other to get out of our old and into the new. I think if you're in a cycle of sin, a cycle of stuck, you need to find a pathway to like a new, a a new way to make progress in your life. Uh, We've already talked about it, but like, first you got to look in, where's my heart like broken? Why, why am I keep, why do I keep doing this? Maybe even look in with the help of heaven. Like God loves to investigate your heart. David cried that out. God, investigate my heart and, and see if there's anything wrong on the inside of me. And then as we look in, we don't just stay looking in. Sometimes God will take us back. Like Liz said, there's been some generational struggles in your life or just some reoccurring issues in your life or in your walk. But as we look back, we maybe see, okay, I've got some abandonment issues. I've got some insecurities from my upbringing. Uh, I've got some lies that I've believed about my identity. Okay, I, I'm aware that that's there. That's why I try to cover over with this action or this is why this behavior becomes like a normal part of my life. But we don't just keep looking back stuck in the rear view mirror. We look up because that is where our help comes from that I'm not going to be able to get rid of this just with the sheer willpower. I need God's grace and even supernatural help to move forward. And a lot of times when you look up, God's going to lower your gaze down to people that are in the room with you right now. Because the way we really get set free is you, to get set free from this earth, you need something greater than what goes on in this world. You really need something from heaven. That's why Jesus came from out of this world, born into this world, to break us free from the bondage of this world. And so you need the word of God that did not come from man's mind. It did not come from our own creative endeavors. It was inspired by the Holy Spirit was also come down from heaven is the Holy Spirit. You need to walk in intimacy with him and let him show you your new identity in Christ. Because from every lie that cripples you from the enemy, God will speak so much louder in that place of who you really are. And then the third thing that's from heaven here on the earth is actually the family of faith. It's the church. 
that we are not just people of this earth. We are citizens of heaven, and we've been put here on a mission to encourage one another, carry each other, the other's burdens, and build one each other, each other up in our most holy faith. So as we look in and we look back, we look up, and then eventually we're going to be able to look forward. We're going to be able to see that there is a brighter day in front of us in our future. You know, if you keep thinking the same thoughts, you're going to get, like planting those seeds in your mind, you're going to get the same harvest. When the Bible says that we are changed by the renewing of our mind, the word there in the Greek is metanoia, which literally is the same word we use for repentance. To change our thinking means we repent. We think repentance is just like crying out to God. No, it's actually going on the journey of unearthing unhealthy thought patterns that have lived in our life. So we don't just think, think about the things here on the earth. We start to get the things above in our life. Listen, wherever you let your mind sit becomes your mindset. And mindsets will keep you struggled and enslaved to the ways of this world. Now, you cannot change a mindset in a moment, but you can change a mindset by changing where you let your mind sit. So I'm not going to keep reliving all of my issues and delinquencies that's going to keep me delayed in the desert. No, I'm going to let God transform me by letting his words become the meditation of my heart. You actually get to choose your thoughts. Like, it's like a, a harbor, your mind is. The Bible talks about, like, there's boats that are going back and forth. Now, you can't choose every boat that's on the water that shows up in the moment, but you can choose what you allow to dock in the harbor of your heart. And you need to start choosing wiser God's ways to allow them to give access granted to come off and on, you know, off board what, the, what the, the cargo is. And you do not want the cargo of this world. You want the caring concern and correction of the Holy Spirit to be what's unloaded in your life. Wherever you let your mind sit becomes your mindset. And you actually have choice over what you're going to dwell upon, what you're going to think about. Last thought would be this, that we need to learn to celebrate the progress as we stay in the process. You are farther along than you give yourself credit for. The fact that you keep leaning in. The fact when so many people pulled out of church, out of COVID, and here you are still tuning in, still showing up on the Plaza North, like you're still leaning in. And I can say this as your pastor, because I, I get the huge privilege of, uh, listen, I get the huge privilege of doing life with many of you or, you know, checking in on you from time to time. Who you are today is so much greater than who you were when you first got here. So let's celebrate the progress instead of wondering why I haven't got to the finish line yet. And then let's stay, let's stay in the process. All right, moving along because we are way behind. Uh, Liz and I are both talkers. And when we get going, who knows how long we can go. Question number three for you. How do I feel God when I'm in the middle of anxiety and depression? I'm up. I'm down and I'm all around. They are on the merry-go-round of life and having a hard time seeing God. It's a hard time seeing him. Well, if, if that is you, and may, or maybe you relate, maybe you ask the question or maybe you relate to it or can relate to it, um, man, that's a real place to be. And we just want to say there is no shame in that. 
I think that um, anxiety and depression and any other form of mental health struggles and any season of life you might find yourself, you know what, God, God wants to be so real to you in those places. And you have to, first and foremost, you have to open up. I think that one thing you can hear so often, but it is so powerful that anything you keep in secret will have a stronghold on your life. Like desensitize from that being hyper-spiritual. Whatever you keep in secret is going to end up having ramifications into your future. But the minute you open up and you get that into the light, walk in the light as he is in the light, then you have fellowship, which means you're building healthy relationships on an emotional level. Then you have fellowship, not just hanging out with one another. It changes the trajectory and the course and the pathway, like Kyle said, to new fruit in your relationships, in your marriage, and, and in, your, in how you parent your children, how you build community, which changes the legacy of your life. That's great. Come on. Who doesn't want that? So if you are struggling with, with anxiety or depression... You know, I think it's a real place, and I personally have been there before in my life and have battled panic and have battled anxiety starting when I was very young in sixth grade through some abuse in my childhood and some hard situations that kind of got covered over, and then through the tragic loss of my dad when I was in sixth grade, and it, I'll just say it triggered anxiety like at a, a really crazy level. And I think from that journey and who I am today as a woman that has walked free from that for quite some time now is that I would say I wished I would have opened up. I didn't even know to open up about it. It wasn't like mental health was talked about like it is today. And I didn't even know to open up about it with somebody trusted and I wish I would have. It wasn't until I went on to work on on my master's in marriage and family therapy and to I had through my classwork, I had to go through therapy myself. And it was in that process that I began to go, oh my goodness. And God began to do this really jumpstart a beautiful work. So first I wanna say to you, Be gentle and kind to yourself. And the reason why is because God is gentle and kind with you. Being gentle and kind with yourself is not giving yourself an all, like I just letting yourself off of the hook for any action, behavior, reaction. No, you still have to take responsibility for your actions because we're adults, right? And we have to take responsibility for how we react and how we respond in life. And so, but be gentle and kind to yourself because even in psychology today, they're saying in raising kids and in in childhood development that it's actually self-compassion is more important than self-esteem because self-compassion is rooted in humility, giving yourself a moment of empathy. Yeah, I take ownership of it. I didn't fully understand. And then guess what? You don't get stuck in the struggle. You now have are in a position to move through the struggle. And so many people get stuck in the struggles of their yesterday, their family of origin, their situations, hidden trauma, hidden abuse, things that maybe happened to them that they haven't even known how to share about, and you don't have to do that. 
So you give yourself, because think about it, going around and being, even in, in parenting, it's, it's so much better, like right brain, you have a right brain and you have a left brain. And so if your kid is acting out, you're better off engaging right brain to right brain because it engages the left side of the brain. And now your kid is not just spiraling. Your kid actually comes back and the logic and the emotional side begin to work together to where now you can parent through to solution. It's very, very powerful. And that's what we do with ourselves. So be kind to yourself, moving right along. Number two, write these two words down. I could do a whole teaching on this, but I won't today, but maybe I will soon. So number two, write down authority over here. And then over here, I want you to write down spiral. Authority, spiral, totally opposites. Whenever you find yourself in an anxiety depression, because that force can actually feel like you have no control. When it's moved to the level of panic attacks, you truly physiologically don't always have control. So you have to begin to learn to stop the spiral and start stepping into your authority. I'm not just talking about, I'm just like, nope, I'm not doing that anymore. Nope, I'm going to breathe right now. No, I'm going to relax. That causes your whole system begin to, to get out of the fight and flight um, uh, brain and to begin to get into that logic, move forward, healthy place where you can make healthy decisions. So you're not just, because if you're constantly living in fight and flight, you will make a long stream of bad choices or you will live in such bondage you're not really living your life. Fear, depression, anxiety, panic is telling you who you are, where you can go, and what you can do instead of allowing God's freedom to tell you who you are, where you can go, and what you can do. So you have to, to move from spiraling and somebody, you can put this into practice this week. Just when I've, I taught the staff that this, that to spiral to, you can have levels where you're like, oh man, I'm letting my mind spin about something. No authority. Picture your feet firmly grounded on the, on the rock. Picture your life strong and stable. No, I'm not going there anymore. And I will tell you this, give yourself some empathy because it will not be an overnight process that you're like, from spiraling to authority, look at me. <laughs> no, but little by little, what used to make you, it, it doesn't have a sting, it doesn't have a hold on you. And that's how you move even on a spiritual level from tests to testimony. Does that make sense? So you want to breathe. You want to stop the spiral. One of the ways that you do that is to be honest with somebody in your life, not just in confession, but even saying, hey, I'm struggling. Would you help me? And that's how you begin to engage scripture, stay grounded, walk in freedom. How good is that? I want to say this. Freedom with Jesus is not an illusion. People make promises that they don't keep. We can make promises that we don't keep. Jesus 
He does not make promises that he does not have intention to keep. He's not looking to take from you. He's not looking to use you. He gave his life up for you. And I just want to speak to some people that maybe you feel like it has been desert and desert and it's been a hard journey maybe of anxiety or depression. I want to say freedom is not an illusion. That freedom is a real place. That freedom is your promised land. And God's not done working. You might have a bad day. You might fall down. Something might try to knock you out of your authority. I want to encourage you to get back up and keep going because it says in John 16, 33, I have told you these things so that in me you will have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart for I have overcome the world. See, we have hope. Because peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is a relationship with Jesus. And you have to learn how to really assimilate that and apply that to your life. And so as I just wrap this part up, I want to encourage you. That is we truly are. We are. We don't say it enough. But we are. If you're sick, you go to the doctor, right? We even have well checkups. You don't take your kids just to the doctor when they're sick. You're like, you have well checkups. You know what? Even in our mental health, even in our souls and our emotions, sometimes we need to involve somebody else to help unpack maybe some of the layers or trauma or situations or confusions or or doubts that we may be having. And it's in that process that we get to know who Jesus is, not from like... Kyle and Liz, our pastor saying it or, or someone speaking to us. No, it's like, no, I know Jesus. Like he is my healer. He walked through me through the darkest days and I'm still standing and smiling and free and have character and my integrity is stronger and my joy is real and it's not just based upon landscape it's based upon the authority of the word of God do you see how freeing that is because you can wake up one day and feel this way and the next day you wake up and you feel completely other way and our feelings are trying to tell us something we're not to deny our feelings nor we allow we should allow them to be the the thermostat for our life, right? So I just believe that even as we're moving into brighter days, I'm believing that there's continued emotional healing. I'm believing that wholeness is being released to your heart, to your life, to your story, to your marriage. And I want to say the fighting for new legacy. Not everybody starts from the same place as others. And we can feel like that's so unfair at times. But I want to say fighting for a new legacy, it's very costly. But I want to encourage some people that have been on the journey. It's worth it. Don't stop paying the cost. Don't stop going the distance. Don't stop fighting for your marriage. Don't stop fighting for your healing. Don't beat yourself up anymore. Receive the grace of God that you need so that God can do his greatest work in you. So you can be a stream of living water that other people can come and find refreshment, hope, and healing because that is God's heart for you. That's powerful. I believe when it comes to depression and anxiety, first of all, let's just 
get rid of the stigma. Everyone has, in some levels, walks through fear and insecurity. And guess what? Every single one of us as children of God are targets of attacks of the enemy. And whether it's been a seasonal thing, a lifelong thing, or a recent struggle, you can just get rid of the stigma. It is an attack. Maybe it is to the level of a, a, a mental illness issue. No matter how little or great it is, God cares about it all. And once we can get open and honest with Him, with ourselves, with each other, watch and see that God, sometimes it's step by step, sometimes it's subtly and powerfully, but through it all, He will bring restoration and peace. Peace is a promise because we can have Jesus in every season of our life. It's not that we won't have struggles. We just won't struggle alone. That's the decision that you have to make. Now, we have several more questions that we actually plan on getting to in this service that we will not get to. So it's going to be like the Netflix cliffhanger. If you, you're not going to just wait 15 seconds and the next episode is going to play. We're going to deal with tonight at the six o'clock on the plaza. We're going to talk about boundaries with families, boundaries in marriage, because that was one of the most reoccurring questions that we got. How to help people that have addictions and how to maybe break off some connections with others that are unhealthy or that are stealing from your satisfied soul. So I don't want to leave you hanging, but I'll just say this. For Liz and I, at least, and I want to thank my wife, uh, this whole series came out of really a conversation I had with her um, and a book that she gave me, uh, a book that she gave me just about how to be healthy emotionally. And uh, as I begin to read it, God began to read me and go to work in me and challenge me and, and encourage me to lead our church on this journey. And I'm so glad that we've gone on this together. But this is just leg one of the journey. It's not just a season of sermons. This is a new resolution that we have, that we're not just going to know the word. We're going to have the word to get applied in our life. Sometimes that takes counseling. Sometimes that might even take therapy in your life. But to get out of the yesterday and onto this place called destiny, our beautiful future that God has prepared for us, requires that we're emotionally strong, strong in our spirit, strong and healed and healthy in our heart. So one of the things you'll see as we go into back into connect groups in the fall is a lot more connects uh, based around the things that we were bringing these last several weeks uh, from emotionally, spiritually, being spiritually and emotionally healthy uh, to boundaries. In fact, we have a course that we already do called Freedom. How many people have been through Freedom here? Come on, raise your hand. How many would, through applause in the moment, would say Freedom something everybody in our church needs to go through? Come on. Uh, it is something that is so significant in getting out of your yesterday and then finding more intimacy with the Holy Spirit. So just know this. We're not here just to preach a message. We're here to walk on a new path that God is leading all of us through. And we're trusting that He who starts it remains faithful. He will be faithful to complete and finish what he promised. And I want to end with a moment of ministry and prayer for you. But I want to share this scripture first uh, that God really put on my heart last night uh, for this final moment this morning together. It's from Psalm 16. It says, the Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. In other words, I choose to say, God, you are enough. You hold my lot. In other words, you, you're, you're in your hands is just where I live. And it says the lines are the boundaries of my life. 
have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. Doesn't matter where you start. You might feel like you started so far behind in your family of origin or maybe just injustice in your life or things that just seem so unfair. Guess what? You in Christ have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also, my heart instructs me. My heart is so healthy, it is leading me to good places. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My body also dwells secure. In other words, all of me is healthy. I'm 360 healthy. And I love the last verse, verse 9 from the Living Bible. It says, heart, body, and soul are filled with joy. And that's been our pastor's heart and prayer for you, church family. That in your inside world, in your outside world, in your emotional health, in your spiritual health, in your spiritual like, connection with God, that what used to be a place of struggle and brokenness has been replaced by the, the everlasting, incredible, unshakable hope and joy that we have with Jesus. Amen. On the plaza, Lord, can we stand to our feet? We just want to take a moment to pray. In fact, I'm going to invite Liz to pray over us. And we just want to take a moment that if God is doing a work in you, that in this moment he would meet you, give you fresh hope, encouragement, uh, maybe even some next steps to take to bring you on the journey towards the healing of your heart, your mind, your soul, healing in your emotional world as well. Babe, would you lead us in prayer? Uh, Would you join me? Maybe just lift your hands to heaven. If you're saying, God, do a work in me. God, help me to walk out of the wilderness. Father, I need freedom and from anxiety or depression or panic or shame. God, do something new in me. So Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for every single person, Father, that that is hearing this and even the people, the worlds that we impact on a daily basis, God. Father, I pray freedom right now over every heart, over every home, over every marriage and couple, Father, over children, over their futures, Father. I thank you that you are doing a new thing. And God, I speak to the desert places, Father, where maybe they have journeyed in the desert for one day too long or one year too long. Father, I pray, Isaiah 43, that they would begin to see the trickling of streams of living water in Jesus' name. And little streams can turn into mighty rivers. I thank you, the dry land, Father, that there's rivers again. I thank you that in their family and in their heritage, you're doing new things, God. I pray health. I pray hope. I pray protection, Father, over people's lives. Lord, we thank you that as a church family, that we are growing in emotional maturity. We're letting go of control. We're letting go of pride, Father, that we're taking the road of humility just like Jesus so that we can be again to walk in greater spiritual maturity so that, Father, we would choose every day, Father, to lay down our rights and to pick up our cross and to follow after you. So, Father, I pray for people that need to experience your peace in a tangible way. I pray for people that maybe feel hopeless. I ask you to do something tangible for them. Speak to them, bring a friend into their life. Encourage them. Lord, would you show them that you care? Would you show them that you're close? Would you show them that you are mindful of them? And Lord, we thank you right now 
that you are moving us into brighter days. Brighter days of grace, brighter days of health, brighter days of your glory, God. And so we thank you, we receive it. Just take a moment. We teach our kids to receive it. You gotta learn to receive it from God. Receive the second chance. Receive the grace that you need. Receive the mercy, it's new every day. Receive it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, we're gonna stay linked up with the Plaza one last moment, those online. And this is the opportunity for you to begin a beautiful, the most important relationship in your life is that which you have with God. And it is impossible apart from the receiving the gift of Jesus to receive that grace that he's wanting so desperately to give you because he loves you so completely. So can we just take a moment on the plaza, those in the room here at North, just bow our heads just to give space to the person next to you that might need to make the most important decision of all to say yes to the gift of Jesus, the gift you did not deserve, you could not earn, but you can freely receive. The Bible says we receive it by putting our faith in him and just declaring that faith with a, a prayer, a prayer that says, God, I need you. And I'm going to lead us all together as one big family in that prayer. Uh, but I also would love to know, even on the plaza and here at the north, this is the time that you're making the decision, whether it's for the first time or you're coming back to faith, putting him as first in your life with no one looking around i'm just going to lead us all in a prayer but i just wanted you to have this moment of opportunity for humility to say yes to jesus if you are here if you're on the plaza if you're online and you need a fresh start with jesus can you just have the humility to raise your hand say pastor kyle that's me today i need a brand new beginning in my faith i see one hand here maybe there's more i see two i'm so proud of you sir if anyone else wants to join in on the plaza online let us know if you're making this decision and now church family let's pray and i believe god he does all the the heavy lifting he does all the saving but we get to be a part of this moment of celebration it's really the best part of church so pray after me say this with me say thank you god for your kindness towards me you care about me so much so that you sent jesus to save me though he died for everyone he wanted me so I receive the gift. My sin and shame have been paid for at the cross. They are canceled out. And I receive the Holy Spirit as a great gift that can change my life. I turn away from my old life. God, I'm following after you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. Now I'm going to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen.